thank you, thank you. All right, here we go. Go ahead and open up to Luke 1. That way you'll already be there. We're not going there yet, but you'll, you'll have your thumb on it or you at least have it on your screen to when you reactivate that will pop back up for you. It's Luke 1 and uh, we're, we'll read starting in 26. But before we do, thanks again to Pow Pow last week for reminding us of our uniqueness. And that for us to, to live this life in a, in a way that where we're not comparing ourselves to others because we were the one made on purpose. And that when we do so, we're just kind of saying, well, you must have not made me on purpose because I'm trying to be like so-and-so. And it's just not the case. And so tonight what I want to do is just pick up the conversation that we started a couple of weeks ago when we said, you know, there was a time, a lot of years before there was a Christmas. You know, before that December 25th had the emphasis of December 25th, right? And, and we started picking up the conversation. We said, man, our ancestors all the way back to Abraham where we see this guy Abraham who was named Abram and he was credited as being righteous because of his faith. You remember that? And we said, so from Abraham to Moses that there was this time because we, what we were reminding ourselves is a lot of times people will want to bring the law up and start whooping you with it. But there was a time before, when Abraham to Moses, there was no law. And yet, there's this people that are identified with God. And so we started asking ourselves, how were they identified? How would you have walked into a city and known that you were part of Abraham's group if you were separated from him for a time? And so all these festivals, all these holidays, all these memories, all these celebrations started coming into their being. God was talking to them and people were listening. Not 100%. Let's not, let's not forget that, gang. Remember, when we read this, we're reading about a people that was following. They would disobey. God would say, man, alright, come on, I got you. Come on. You're saying yes today, but you sure are wanting to say no. Come on, your yes is back here. But even all around them, as they're doing all these celebrations, there's just pagans and all these other celebrations that are around them. And yet they had to stand firm in their yes to who? To God. And so doesn't it make you go, okay... So that source, that energy, that, that way of living has not changed since God started speaking. All the way up to the time before we could ever hear the great words, it is finished, it had to get started. And that's what we're celebrating. Right? Remember we said, okay, look, before Christmas there was these, these festivals, these holidays, one of them was Passover. And we even folded Jesus in it and said, can you imagine... Him walking with Mary and Joseph to Passover, knowing that one day He would be the sacrificial lamb. And that when He would have these conversations with His parents, that they're still coaching Him up. They're still telling Him why we're doing this because they're following the ritual. And so to go even further, you know that 50 days later, what if you read Acts, you would see this word Pentecost. Remember, that's the promise of the Holy Spirit. Jesus as a little boy is celebrating this. I think sometimes we forget that. That they followed it to a T. You see, His daddy was in the line of King David. 
So it was passed down. That was passed down from a family of folks who knew how to say yes. And so you start to see this foundation, and, and I think some of the conversations would have really been neat. Man, think, just think, Dad. After I come out of the earth, 50 days, it's going to be the Holy Spirit. I don't know, it's not in the Scripture, but could it have happened? He knew it. Because don't we remember the scene one time when Mary and Joseph lost their boy? He was in the temple. He knew his, his yes. Right? And then what I think the biggie one of, the, of the time is the Day of Atonement. I mean, the Day of Atonement, if you remember, that's when uh, the, the, the priest would go in once a year and he would go into the Holy of Holies. And I see that circle right there, so it's kind of appropriate that it's there. It would be the visual of the priest. If you were at the temple, there were all these different courts. And so depending on how you were born or what your bloodline is, depended on how close you could get to the Holy of Holies. Such hierarchy. So since most of us, I think, in this room are Gentiles, we'd be, we'd be, we'd be, we'd be in the cheap seats. We'd be in the back. Praise God that we're no longer in the back. Amen. But we had to go through some yeses to get up to the front row. So here's this Day of Atonement, and the guy on that particular day is Zechariah. You remember? Zechariah and Elizabeth, they had been praying. They had been begging. Father, would you please give us a son? Nothing. And Zechariah is in. And I just love the scene beforehand because see, God had to tell Gabriel who to go talk to, when to go talk to him, and what to say. Can you imagine being Gabriel? Yes, Lord. Here's what I want you to do, Gabriel. You see Zechariah? You see him in the Holy of Holies? They're doing that for me. They're covering everything for me. Gabriel, we're about to change the game. You ready? And man, I don't know what these guys look like, but I'm picturing these huge, just massive wings, maybe, I don't know. And Gabriel's getting ready. Yes, Father, I am ready. Wow. Yes. And he goes down. And he talks to Zachariah. And he tells him, he said, hey. Now, this is Bivoisms. <laughs> this is the BLT. This is the Bivo translation. Zechariah, the thing you've been begging for, you and your bride, is about to happen. You see, we're going, you're going to have a son. His name will be John. That's what you'll call him. And he'll be the one. He'll be the front runner. He'll be the one that's going to tell everyone about the coming Messiah, the Redeemer, the Reconciler, the one that is the Prince of Peace. You, Zechariah, your son will be John and he'll get to do it. And Zechariah laughed. He laughed. <laughs> Because, see, Zechariah had a moment of unbelief. Maybe he was in shock. Maybe he was in awe. But because of the laughter, he came out of that mute. Couldn't talk. I believe at that point he became a believer. <laughs> because, see, his game was really, really, really going to change. Because, see, what he was just told is that remember now, Zechariah is one of the paid personnel. He's a high roller within the deal. It would be, it's their Super Bowl. 
It would be like winning the lottery to be the priest to be on the day of going into the Holy of Holies. Because remember, there was 12 tribes and there's priests galore. So if you got picked and they rolled the dice and you went in, it was a great day for you. And so I don't think maybe that they could have been a little bit different and going, man, we've been doing this for how many years? My dad did it. His dad did it. His dad did it. My great, 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 great grandpappy did it. Still the same. Blood on this, blood on that. Where is the Messiah? He's coming. Six months later, Gabriel summoned once again. Yes, Lord. Here's what I want you to do. Let's take a peek. Open up to Luke. Luke 1. Luke 1, starting verse 26 through 35. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, that's the one we were just talking about, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Mary, confused and disturbed, she tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. By the way, Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. You will give birth to a son. You will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign forever over Israel. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked, But how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Verse 38, Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left. If you are 14, heck, I'll even say 15. If you are a 15 year old female and younger, would you stand up? Alright, you guys are how old? 11? 10? 15? It is said that Mary was probably 12, 13, 14, we don't, somewhere in there. Look, gang, look. Mary, now you can sit down, thanks. Mary said, responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. She said it with a resounding yes. I am the Lord's servant. How in the world did she ever know? Who was laying the foundation for her? Who were the people in her life that were sowing in yeses? Because see, she still had to say yes. 
she had the decision. She had that moment. She's at the crossroads. Gabriel is eyeballing her and she can either say yay or nay. It's not much different, gang, if you'll allow me here just for a second. It's not much different for those of us who have kids who have been blessed with these wonderful little creatures. (laughs) You see, it'd be like for, for these guys. Heck, it's for all of us. But, but take the kids just for a second. You are sowing in Jesus into them. Sowing. 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 They still got to own it. At some point, they've got to own their faith. And a lot of times, they don't. And so here's where we're going to start. So now, what does that mean for us? Is that what has happened? Is that your fault? No. You cannot own that. That's their decision to make. How did Mary say yes? Because see gang, she knew. She knew the potential danger. If she was bred in a line of yeses, then she knew and she's overheard by the time that she's 12, 13, 14, or 15, that a woman that has committed adultery, or if a woman that is about to have a baby out of wedlock, she is about to get stoned to death. You remember the scene in the book where, where all these guys drug a girl up in front of Jesus? He said, Lord, what will we have to do to her? Remember? And they were trying to trip Him up. You remember that? <laughs> and, she, and Jesus said, let the first one without any sin cast the first rock. And then one by one, all you could hear was thuds. <laughs> thuds. I guess I'll go home now. Dud. 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 Who was her yes to? Who was Joseph's yes to? He wavered a little bit. He got staggered. His bride-to-be. Because see, in that custom, it was a year-long deal. And so his bride-to-be comes home and tells him, hey Joseph, i got some news for you today. Yeah, what happened today, Mary? How was your day? Pretty outstanding. (laughs) This angel Gabriel came and visited me. Really? Really? What did he say? Uh, um, We're going to have a baby. What? With who? Sure hadn't been me. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing. It's His Holy Spirit. I believe she probably said it a whole lot more boldly than that. Joseph, guess what? Joseph, guess what? Guess what's about to happen to us? We are going to be parents of the Messiah. Yes! <laughs> yes! Can you believe that, Joseph? And, he, he, and he's going, no, I can't. Because we see where he wanted to divorce her. But see, he came from a line of people who knew how to say yes. And he gathers himself back up and he says, let it be. Let's go. So I want to learn, along with Mary and Joseph, how they say yes. You want to learn with me? 
I thought you did. <laughs> Here's the deal. Because see, we have the rest of the story. Jesus was born, right? And then we know these verses like this where it says, um, what shall we say about such wonderful things as this? This is Romans 8.31. If God is for us, who can ever be against us? So Paul in that moment for eight chapters has been telling us about that we are dead to sin, that God is who He says He is, that He will take care of you, that you are alive in Him. And yet, there are times that we'll put the brakes on. Let's find out why. Here's what I want us to do. Can everybody see this? I'm going to bring this one <laughs> Alright. Here's God. Here's Mary. Joseph. Their yes is right here to Him. Right? You see where that's elevated? Had they ever wavered, now look, all the potential, the stoning, the whatever, the stoning, the family ridicule, the gossip, the talk, all of it, right here. Had they said no, guess what gets elevated over God? If they're no to God, does that make sense? They're no to God then elevates this, these people, over Him. And who are they protecting at that moment? Themselves. Amen. And the question is, is that now we can get in the same boat with them, right? It was a decision she had to make. She was not a robot. Nor was Joseph. So now I want us to start thinking about some of these things that when you have people that come into your life, and we have them a ton come in that will just say, yeah, but. I hear Pop talk about this a lot. Hey, you are who God says you are. And then someone will say, yeah, but. And they'll start wanting to get on behavior. What is, here's where I want us to do. Let me take a time out. Let me take a quick time out. I think I want to change this just for a second. I want, let's go ahead and show that video. Deb's going to queue up a video. I want to change this up just a little bit. As you're watching this video, I want you to start thinking about the things in your life, the people in your life that you're trying to help them determine yes. Even for ourselves. Okay? So let's watch this and we'll explain here in a second.
Here's what I want us to do. Just because Mary said yes, it did not remove the emotion of still having to travel through it. Okay? That's what I want to help walk us through for the rest of this evening so you can help walk others walk through it and experience their yes. Because you see, when now these words start to make a little bit more sense. You remember when Jesus said, hey, I want you to take up your cross. I want you, I want you to deny yourself and take up your cross. And so what Jesus is saying at that time, I'm coming to be born so you can be reborn. So that you can be united with Me in death and so that you will be raised up with Me in life. And that life is right now. He said, I've come to give you abundant life. And what He is meaning, He's saying, look, at any time that you come at this crossroads and you'll come at it often, of when you're wanting to say yes to Me, but inside your struggle is saying no to whomever or whatever in front of you because of fear, abandonment, embarrassment, distrust, lack of experience. The list goes on. God is saying, trust Me. Trust the Me in you. To let me carry you through it. Because see, a lot of times, we'll ask God to take things away from us. And He's saying, I gave you me so you could walk through it. The fear goes away when you walk through it. Alright? So here's what I want us to do. you got to pay close attention. Kids, this is for you. Parents, help kids do this. What I want us to do is I want us to feel what it feels like to crucify whatever it is that we're saying that we deep down, that we want to say yes so bad that we can't stand. But our fear of the whatever has just throttled us. Has, has put the brakes on. Here's an example. I'll give you one of mine. One of mine is that we would never, and when I say we, we as a body, that when, when this number continues to grow, and it starts on a weekly time, get about 120, that we cap it off to represent acts. 120 in a room. And that we just duplicate and start another one somewhere, sometime, somehow. I don't know what all that looks like. I don't know. I'm not supposed to know what that looks like right now. Because we're not there. But that time's coming. And see, I don't want to get caught up in the drug of numbers. Because that's a drug for Bivo. I'll get in here and start counting noggins. I don't want to count noggins. I want God to be enough. So I'm going to take that and I'm going to write it. So you'll come up and you'll get a post-it note. And you'll get a pen. And so for me, it's going to be count noggins. <laughs> and that's just one. And I'm going to get a nail. Experience crucifying it to the already crucified cross of Jesus Christ. And then when you come through your yes, we'll come here. I want to leave them on here. You'll tear it off. 
You put it in the offering and say, Father, I am yours. Yes, Lord, I am your servant. That's what I want us to do as we participate in, in communion in the rest of the evening. Does everybody get that? Okay, please, this, this, is, this is big. Could you take this and teach it to someone? Because if you can't, then I've missed the mark. That's my heart. It's for you to go out and duplicate this. Can you walk somebody through a yes? At any time, i got to find out why am I saying no? Sometimes no is the appropriate answer. Because most of the time, a no is saying no to Bivo. What is your yes? Father, thank You. Lord, I love the silence before movement. I love the fact that I get the chance to sit in a room with folks that say yes all year long. But God, if they're anything like me, there's still things that, I'm, that I'm, I, I want to say yes to. But God, I, I admit that on that, that I will... I just want people to be so okay with me at times that I'll jump that fence. Lord, not not tonight. Not in the safest place that we've created with each other. And Father, the cool thing about that is it's not about the bricks and mortar. It's about the people. And so I thank You for people that that are willing. That God, that they get the fact that You were born so we could be reborn. And God, through that, that we get to chase You wide open. And all the other stuff, Lord, it's just background noise. So we will continue to chase You, Lord, wherever it is that You will have us go, knowing that You are in us, so we don't have to ask You. Father, those that have not said yes to You are missing that. I pray that if there's anyone here tonight, Lord, that hasn't said yes to You, Father, that they would do so so that their, their power source would change. Their ability to say yes to You would magnify. God, we love You. And we thank You for loving us first through the baby of the Jesus that we love. And it's in His name we pray. Amen. So, um, God's been calling me to some yeses. And um, sometimes it takes me a little longer to say yes than other times. And um, one, one yes that he, is, he called me to just, well, he called me like three weeks ago, and I finally did it this week. But um, he called me to let someone know that I had forgiven them. And a lot of times with forgiveness, we, for, we may have, we may forgive but we don't necessarily let them know that we've forgiven them. And so he had prompted me to let this person know that I had. And um, and the cool thing was, was it freed 